It's showtime, folks. Son now. Ali to the left. Son on a mission to go alone. This is sensational. World class. Dr. M. Sage to give a television review of the show Bridgerton. And then we're going to do a little Golden Globes there this Sunday. So a uh, little Golden Globes action. Before that, though, we're going to get into Bridgerton. Are you ready to get into Bridgerton, Dr. M. Sage? I think so. It's been a while since I watched Bridgerton, but I think I remember what it's about. Let me, uh, let me, let me check my notes just a second. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. It's about sex. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, sex and people dressed in cool Victorian outfits, I think. Yes. It's, it's right. a typical romance novel. Yes, That's pretty what much. What did you make of Bridgerton? Did you enjoy it? Did you find it fun that they sort of mixed the characters with different races and uh, sexes as they did instead of just going with the uh, all white meat baby face as uh, per tradition back in the day. I enjoyed Bridgerton to an extent. I'm not the biggest fan of romance novels. I've read a few of them. Uh, I actually studied romance novels in graduate school for a time being, if you can believe that. They have a few rules. Uh, the first, love always wins. True love always wins in a romance novel. The second is there's always a happy ending. You have to have a happy ending in a romance novel. And the third is there's lots of sex. And Bridgerton fills all three of those criteria. I loved the fact that the cast was multicultural. It was fun. The costuming is gorgeous. The cast is beautiful. If you only watch the show just for that aspect of it, you'll still get something out of it. But if you're looking for a deep story, you're not going to get it. It's it's not even Pride and Prejudice level there. It is true, you know, paperback, get at the grocery store, uh, romance novel level. And a lot of people love that. So a lot of people would love the show. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm sort of in between. I'm, I'm on a... Uh, probably two different levels. Did I enjoy the show? Yeah, it was an entertaining, you know, uh, mindless sort of watch. Uh, you don't really have to think about much. The characters are fun. But then uh, I, I think uh, it hits my brain that 
this popularity of the show, it's now probably going to go on for, I don't know, a hundred seasons, much like Grey's Anatomy has gone on for a hundred seasons. Yes. And then I begin to think, well, yeah, I don't want to watch it for a hundred seasons. I could probably watch it for two seasons, maybe three seasons. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. We can only switch partners and sleep with so many people and be uh, uh, sad and happy in, you know, two different scenes at once. Well, so, uh, there are eight Bridgerton children, so I assume there could be eight seasons of Bridgerton children getting married. Yes, uh, they might start adding more, too. <laughs> That's true. We have the Featheringtons who live across the street. There are three of them, so this could go on for a while. Um, yeah. I get bored with it. I got bored with it by the end of the season, even, uh, by you the know, last I, three I, episodes. It, it started to probably bore me there, but, you know, I could take it because it's so... I mean, light and meaningless, but uh, exactly. yeah, that, that's the thing I think that just crosses my mind in these is like, how many times are we going to have to watch this season and essentially watch the same thing repeat itself season to season because there's only so much you can do with this. <laughs> exactly. What can they do? You just find a different partner. I think season two is when Anthony is going to find his true love. And of course, she will have to be some kind of headstrong woman who he has to change his life for and he will do so. I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do with this kind of material. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I will go with, I enjoyed this season. Uh, you could probably get me to watch one more season and then I, I'd probably be dumb. I think I got through about, three season, maybe four seasons of Grey's Anatomy before I, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this. And uh, I, I think maybe one and a half seasons of how to get away with murder. So uh, yeah, I didn't even make it through one season of how to get away with murder. Scandal got me for two seasons. And then I was done with Scandal too. Yeah, it, it all hits about the same. And then I'm like, okay, enough is enough. But uh, what did you think of the performances by the actors here was it uh did you enjoy them were they you know, a little stale where i i actually thought that they performed pretty well with the material they had there wasn't anyone that i can think of that i disliked um i thought that they did a particularly good job uh with the queen um i thought that she kind of stole the scenes she was in she was that good I thought Daphne, well, she's a little, eh, but that's what her character is supposed to be. I didn't find anything objectionable. I thought actually everyone did a pretty good job. They hired good actors for the show. And those actors are now getting a lot of face time. And this is really going to help their careers, I think. Yeah, I, I think I was sort of in between. Uh, I mean, you can't ever go wrong with hiring any of these English actors who essentially have been classically trained since they were about 10 years old. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't in love with any of the performance. I, I didn't think any of the performances were bad, but I didn't watch the show going, oh, these guys are going to be stars. I can't wait till they're in the next James Bond movie or something. So, uh, yeah, no, I didn't. But I, that could also be a, a partly the material they were giving. I mean, there just isn't yeah. a lot of meat to these stories. It's, and if you binge watch this show, you will get bored fast because it's 
ball after ball after ball. It's how many dresses can we put on a character? How good can they look? And then sex. Yes. I, I think I, 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 I didn't mind the performances. So I, I was like, yeah, I'll probably be seeing you on BBC shows for, I don't know, the next 35 years and going, oh yeah, you were on that hit Bridgerton once yeah, upon exactly. a time. Like, and you possibly I... might still be on that show, Bridgerton, by the time That's I see true. you on a BBC show in 20 years. So um, That's true. Probably the one thing that did stand out, I, I did really love the costumes in this. Uh, all the gowns, all the, I don't know what you call the male things, tuxes, I guess. Morning suits. Morning suits, okay, we'll go with they were, They were, you know, the waistcoats. The costuming was beautiful. That's why I continue to watch the show. The sets and the costuming were just really lovely, and it, particularly the costuming. Uh, I couldn't help but love the the colors, the fabrics, everything they did was beautiful. Whether it was completely authentic, it doesn't even matter because it was just so beautiful to watch. Yeah, well, I think that might have been what I liked. I think it had a more, uh, let's put modern twist onto, you know, like old Victorian stuff like that. So I sort of liked all the colors and all the uh, gowns and uh, I I love the set pieces too. I I can't hate on those uh, when they were throwing all the balls. I I really did enjoy those. It does half make you want to go live in a mansion in England. Uh. Yeah, it looks like it would be wonderful to have those balls all the time. They must cost a fortune. I don't have that kind of money to be throwing balls. I don't have that kind of money to be getting to dresses, but man, it would be fun to do so. Yeah. uh, It's a bit of escapism. Yeah, I think that's sort of pretty much what it is. Um, do you have a feel on oh where they go for season two to maybe uh, change it up a little bit to bring you <laughs> back into it? Uh, I haven't read the books, but if I had, I Are could you tell going you exactly. To read the books? <laughs> I haven't planned on reading the books. Um, If I had, I could tell you exactly where season two was going. I don't think things will be much different. They're going to still be set in London. I assume that this tabloid, the Lady Whistledown, will still be putting her tabloid out and they'll still be trying to guess who's writing it, even though by the end, the audience knows who's writing it. Uh, But I don't think that they will change much. That's... That's the whole point with these sort of novels is the predictability is important to people who are reading them. So they don't want surprises. They want everyone to have a happy ending. They want these characters to fall in love. And so it won't change much except for the fact that, you know, there'll be new gowns, new fabrics, new, a few new set pieces, but it won't be terribly different from season one. Yeah, I, I figured as much. Uh, maybe they could take us to France or something. <laughs> well, didn't one character by the end go to France? One of the no, sons, they, I think, was off to France, wasn't he? I, I think so. So, see, we, we might get a France tour in there and maybe some French balls or something uh, in there. I assume, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that in season two, our main female love interest won't be quite as naive as Daphne and will understand 
what sex is and what it's for maybe, but I can't promise that. Okay, so uh, that was Bridgerton. I, I don't think there was too much really to go in depth here. I think it was fun. I don't think so. I mean, it was a entertaining sort of mindless piece of uh, fun to watch uh, entertainment. Yeah. What rating did you give it? You know, I would give it a three just because it is, it's entertaining. It's fun. It's escapism. And when you're trapped in the house for a year, little Bridgerton can't hurt anybody. <laughs> Maybe that's what its secret is. If it locks everybody <laughs> up in a house for years at a time, they're willing to pretty much watch anything. So uh, I ended up thinking I, I gave it a three based on season one. But we agree. If, it goes, if it goes beyond season three, I am dropping it down to like a two. <laughs> well, we'll have to see what happens, but um, I'm not sure I could watch too many seasons of it. They would really have to. Yeah. They, like I said, by the last three episodes, I was bored. I was ready for it to end, but you know. Yeah. All right. So uh, what are we going to do next? I, I must admit, oh. I watched one extra episode of Flight Attendant. Um, <laughs> I have not made it through. <laughs> but you know, Flight Attendant is one of our Golden Globe nominees. Well, well, that could probably show you a guess of whether <laughs> I think that uh, should well, win. Well, let's see. I've I watched... did think Lupin would be a good one to try on a little bit uh, different and a little bit fun. I would love to. I watched Lupin. I would love to review Lupin. Um, I watched, I caught up on a couple of old shows that I hadn't seen before. Unorthodox. Yeah. And I've seen that. that's a little old. Um, but Lupin would be good. We'll do Lupin next. Let's folks. go with Lupin and we'll put uh, flight attendant uh, MIA. Uh, we'll, we'll still push it back further and it's, further. It's lost over the Atlantic. I, I think I can grind <laughs> out one episode a month, possibly. I think those 777s are grounded. So, you know, yeah. maybe we can just set it while we're there with the 777s. Okay. So join us for our next episode, Lupin. It should be a good review. I actually really liked this show. All right, welcome. And we're gonna do our Golden Globe best picks, best bets. We bring in Rita Cinema. Dr. M. Sage sticks with us after a beautiful Bridgerton review. Very exciting. All right, let's get into the Golden Globes. Are we ready to make some picks and bets? We are, I believe we are. Yes, I'm ready. All right, let's get started. I'm not going to win very much money. Well, <laughs> for me or anyone else. That's okay. Let's <laughs> I'm get... shooting from the hip. <laughs> let's get started and start right off at the top. Best motion picture drama. We got Nomad Land at minus 200, The Trial of the Chicago 7 plus 100, Make It plus 700, Promising Young Woman at plus 850, and The Father at 2000. Where are we going with our picks here? Who do you want Rita to, Cinema, to tell us you who go you want first. to talk first? Rita Cinema, go ahead and take over. Please. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, of all the categories, this was the hardest one for me to select um, because I actually think with all the publicity it's gotten, 
um, Nomadland will win. It's not necessarily my favorite, though. I that think review probably... is coming Monday. Be prepared. It might what? get canned. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. What did you say? I said that review, review? is coming Monday. Oh. It might get canned. Be prepared. No, no, nah, no. Nah. That's the favorite this year. I feel pretty certain. Uh, <clears throat> I actually think the trial of the Chicago 7 will probably uh, win. I mean, I, I think it could be the one that would be the best bet. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I agree. Well, I think the trial of the Chicago seven will actually win. Well, I am not going with the trial of the Chicago seven. Oh. If I was making a bet here, I'd probably just lean on nomad land because it's getting all the press. Yeah. Um, if I was making my own pick, I would probably choose Tenet or Judas and the Black Messiah, which didn't get nominated. Uh, if I had to choose from this list, uh, Promising Young Woman was definitely my favorite of this group. Well, there are several movies in here who did not make the, that did not make the list that yes. probably should have. Yes, definitely. All right, let's move on to Best Motion Picture musical comedy. We have Hamilton at plus 100, Borat, subsequent movie film, plus 100, The Prom, plus 350, Palm Springs, plus 1,400, and music at plus 2,200. Rita Cinema, where are you going with best motion picture musical comedy? Well, this is a real crappy category. <laughs> I'm taking Judas and the Black Messiah in this as well. <laughs> I... Well, for one thing, I want I, you know, where is um, On the Rocks? That's my choice to be perfect. I would assume it would fall into this category. Now, Hamilton is great, but it just doesn't seem fair to include a musical that's been filmed. For, you know, it, it, it's just not quite right. Anyway, I'll tell you that um, of the ones here, um, I don't know if I have a favorite, I, maybe probably Hamilton. I mean, it's just, you can't argue with the fact that it's great. I kind of think Barat will probably win though. That's what I would put my money on Barat. Going with Barat Although I watched, Hamilton. I have to tell you, I hadn't watched it until last night. And I was, first of all, it is hilarious, but I was horrified. <laughs> I sure wouldn't have wanted to be any of those people that they, tricked into being in that thing how awful anyway that, that's where i'm going dr and sage what do you have for best musical motion picture i agree i think it will be borat too <laughs> i don't think i think hamilton is better but because there was so much scandal with hamilton not addressing yeah. slavery i don't think they will choose yes <laughs> and suddenly the the darling of the theater turned into not such a darling, didn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. All I know is Disney gets banned for talking about slavery and uh, the South song. So, uh, and yeah, well, that's that, totally so. different. Let's not yeah. even go there. I don't quite I know think... how it works. Either you ignore it and you get in trouble or you promote it with yes, a song exactly. and you get in trouble. I think music should actually be a plus one million because there's no way that movie should win an award. I haven't seen it. I've just read about it. And 
I, I haven't seen Palm Springs too. That's what I was going to add. I haven't it, seen it, Palm Springs. It's either. kind of unfair that you know, I've only okay watched three of these. Palm Springs. I think that because Sasha Baron Cohen put his life on the line to film Borat, that it will win. I feel like the Golden Globes always caters to that sort of audience. <laughs> I don't think it does. And uh, I'm right. going to lean actually here on one that's possibly a terrible musical. But my guess is Netflix has uh, paid off a handful of people. We're going with the prom at plus 350 here. I think that's I'm a very I'm going to tell you, it's my dark bet. horse. It's my dark horse. <laughs> oh, no. It's I terrible, hope not. but it, it, it is. In this category where Hamilton, Borat, Palm Springs, and music are your choices. Uh, the problem might actually be the winner out of this. Uh, Borat was much more entertaining, but uh, I'm not sure they're delving into those depths of uh, lewd comedy to uh, hand it award, despite its brilliance. It is the Golden Globes. I want to add that I think it's unfortunate that the animated films can't be added here, because to tell you the truth, Soul was the best. Um, it would have. Well, they have their own category. Yes, I know. We but aren't discussing them. But uh, I, I know it, it. It's just too bad because it beats all of these. As does probably the beats all of them as well. So. On, on the rocks and soul beat all of these. So anyway. All right. We went through the films and now we're going to go to the thespians on the screen. Best actor, motion picture drama, Chadwick Boseman, minus 900, Anthony Hopkins, plus 500, Gary Oldman plus a thousand, Riz Ahmad plus a thousand, and Tahir Rami. Where are we going? Why don't you go to Dr. Sage first since I got I first. was going to go to her for TV first. Oh, okay. All right. Very good. Um, You're the okay. film expert here. I, I'm yeah. sorry. This was, this was a tough choice for me, mainly because I haven't seen three of the five <laughs> actors. I have read about it. You know, and I know Anthony Hopkins is getting a great deal of coverage in terms of how good he is in The Father, but I don't have, I can't compare it to anything. I have a feeling he's probably the one who should win. I do think Chadwick Boseman will win because let's face it, I hate to say it, but if you die and people love you and you're young, um, he was very good. I do not want to take away from his performance. It was good. But I think he'll win, you know, because um, he will. <laughs> because, you know, it, it's, it's hard not to choose him. It's Let's a fun story way. for Entertainment Tonight to report on. Well, it's a sad story, but it, you know, gets more attention. Yeah, well, they... I honestly, though, I have to say, I'm sorry he didn't get nominated for The Five Bloods because I would have chosen him for that over this, over... Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Take. I agree. That was a much better film, but uh, apparently no, we no, no longer no, like Spike yeah. Lee. So Spike Lee yeah. is not going to get any attention. So, <laughs> okay. All right. Spike Lee isn't uh, sending gifts to all of the people in the Hollywood foreign press. Well, good for him because apparently this is a, <laughs> there, there's been more than one lawsuit. On this. Yes. If anyone from the Hollywood Foreign Press is listening, Rita Cinema and I would be happy to join you. Thank Apparently, you. it's pretty hard to get in. <laughs> yes, Very secretive. One need to be male and white and old. Apparently, old. 
Oh, oh you also couldn't get in if you're if you are a socialite, an influencer. There are some of those in there. Well, we'll keep that. At this. Hopefully, this show takes <laughs> off enough, and we can socially influence the Golden Globes in a couple of years. All Let's right, Sage, so. where are you going with? Best motion picture drama actor. So far, Rita Cinema and I are on the same track. I think Chadwick Boseman will get it too. And I think for the same reason. I mean, I think that it's going to be hard to ignore him. Well, see, I'm going with the underdog, Anthony Hopkins at plus 500 here. English, old, and white. That takes well, the that, day. That wins Academy Awards. I'm not sure. About oh, it wins Golden Globes, Globes too. <laughs> well, read a lot of good things about Anthony Hopkins yeah. in the role, so it wouldn't be a tragedy if he won, I think. We would be more likely that uh, Chadwick would have gotten it for Black Panther than he would for Ma Rainey's. My guess is the Hollywood Foreign Press hasn't even seen Ma Rainey's, so. <laughs> I think they probably have, and they've probably been on a junket to the top places, you know, where Ma Rainey would have sung in Chicago and stayed at the finest hotels there. All right, let's move on to Best Actor, Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. We got Sasha Baron Cohen, the favorite, at minus 300. Lin-Win Manuel Miranda at plus 250. Dev Patel at plus 700. Andy Samberg at plus 1,000. And James Port Gordon pulling up the rear at plus 1,500. Is anyone going to go for the long shot in James Corden to win this award? Rita Cinema, where are you going? If Corden wins, we know somebody's been bought off. Because <laughs> good grief, how did he even get a nomination? That's disgusting. Anyway, um, well, I'll have to tell you, I just loved Dev Patel in the personal history of David mm -hmm. Copperfield. I thought he was wonderful in it, and he's one of my favorite actors anyway. So he would be my fave. But to be honest, if I were going to put money on it, it would probably be Sasha Baron Cohen again with an outside chance for Miranda. Although I think Miranda, Lin-Manuel Miranda may have run his course on Hamilton. I don't, I don't know. So I, I'd say it's probably going to be Cohen who wins. Dr. M. Sage. Uh, I agree. I would like to see Lin-Manuel Miranda win it. Actually. I really enjoyed watching Hamilton. I enjoyed mm -hmm. all of it, but it's, it's kind of old now. I mean. Yeah, that's why I say I think it's around its course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I think it's going to be Sasha Baron Cohen. I think Sasha has a chance, but uh, I like Dev Patel for this one. I'm going with another underdog here. He, he also is English, and uh, this is the kind of quirky, weird movie that uh, might get a little bit uh, more press. I, I don't think they'd hand it to Lin-Manuel Miranda and the uh, other two on the bottom here, Sandberg and Gordon, <laughs> uh, pretty much has no chance. Um, so uh, I, I do think there's a decent Dev Patel chance uh, to sneak in and maybe steal this award, uh, mostly because it's a really, really bad category. All right. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Dev Patel win that award, actually. I would, I, he's my favorite of the he's group. He's the only I one mean, I thought put in an actual good movie performance. But I did not see Andy Samberg in Palm. I have not watched Palm Spring. I feel like I, I need either. to. You don't <laughs> yeah. need to. Okay. 
All right, let's go to the ladies, and we're going best actress in a motion picture drama. We got Viola Davis, plus 180, Frances McDormand, plus 400, Carrie Milligan, minus 300, Vanessa Kirby, plus 1600, and Andrea Day. All right, where are we going here? Well, I tell you, this is a really tough one for me uh, because I think all of these are a number one top-notch actresses and they did a great job in the roles that they they played in these movies. Um, I'll be honest, my favorite is Carrie Mulligan. I really thought she was um, super in Promising Young Woman. However, I do believe um, Frances McDormand will win. Uh, I, I, that's who I'd put my money on. And I will say that I think Frances McDormand is just, I think she's the greatest actress of our time. I know everybody thinks it's Meryl Streep, but I think it's Frances McDormand. Mm -hmm. And if, when you watch her in this role, uh, it is just a stunning performance because there are a lot of non-actors in this movie. It's almost like watching a document, uh, documentary. And the thing is, you start feeling like she is too. The character Fern that she plays, you truly, I mean, you don't feel like you're watching an actress playing a role. McDormand is just uh, so natural and human. And she's just, she's very good in this. I, you know, I hate to see, I, I'll tell you something too. I love Vanessa Kirby in um, Pieces of a Woman. Um, <clears throat> And I thought that movies was one the of, Hollywood Foreign Press did not watch. I, I can well, pretty much. No, I, they probably did not. And um, the beginning of the movie is a little tough to get through when she's in childbirth and everything. Oh. But <laughs> the rest of the film, you really emotionally, it's just uh, a very stirring uh, piece. But Frances McDormand, she'll win. She'd be better put your money on her. Dr. M. Sage. I don't think Frances McDormand will win Ooh. because I think she's won too much in the past. Mm. I think actually Carrie Mulligan is going to win. Well, that would be interesting. I, that wouldn't disappoint me. Wouldn't disappoint me at all. And I, I agree with you. I think Frances McDormand is one of the greatest actresses. She's, she's fantastic. She actually said that this role in this movie is closest to her real life character, which mm. is why she seems so real. Yeah, it was astounding. Well, I'm going to ride Carrie Mulligan here because uh, I thought she was just great in uh, Promising Young Woman. Really, really liked that one. I did think Frances McDormand was really good. And actually, of the uh, categories here, this one actually has the most depth of actually solid films and uh, good acting in it. So uh, really uh, liked uh, pretty much everyone in every role. I have not managed to do pieces of a woman yet. And uh I am very excited to watch uh, the United States versus Philly Holiday, but uh, that one hasn't come out yet. No, I think it's out now. Did I think it just, it just now came out. I think it just, it just came, out? came out. Yeah. All right. Uh, but Carrie Mulligan is going to be my choice here, and uh, she was my favorite in the group, too. So uh, I think Carrie uh, really handed that role, and I, I like her here. All right, let's move on to Best Actress in a Motion Picture Comedy or Musical. We have Marie Baklava, minus 500, Michelle Pfeiffer, plus 350, Anya Taylor-Joy, plus 1,000, Rosemont Pike, plus 1,400, and Kate Hudson, plus 2,000. Interesting category. Where are we going, Rita Cinema? <laughs> well, just like the men's ca actors category uh, in comedy and musical. However, I think there are, uh, there are some good performances uh, here. Um, 
This one's tough for me too, because um, my favorite by far was Anya Taylor-Joy and Emma, which by the way, was the last movie I saw in a movie theater before COVID hit. So I have fond memories of that afternoon. Anyway, uh, she's probably my favorite in this category, but um, I think probably Bakalova will win. Um, I do think Rosamund Pike is great in this role in I Care A Lot. However, you hate her so much that there is no way in the world she's ever going to win that award. So I think it will be Bakalova. And she's gotten a lot of press. Everybody, and she was just, you know, nonstop laughing at her. She was great, you know. She's amazing. Yes. <clears throat> I believe she'll win too. You're going with Maria Baklava. I yeah. Don't, I don't know if they will give Borat the love that it deserves. Um, <laughs> I'm excited it to see It deserves love? <laughs> <laughs> love isn't quite the word I would use, but I did really enjoy watching the cringiness of that movie. Oh. <laughs> I, I do like Michelle Pfeiffer here in the French exit. Uh, I think she has a little bit of a, mm. we all love Michelle Pfeiffer, so there might be a little sneakiness yeah. here. Um, You're right. It, I also don't think Anya Taylor-Joy would be a bad bet. It would be sort of a crowning night for her here. I think she was great, but I don't think she'll win. No, <laughs> no, I don't think she'll win. I don't know Not if this she'll category. win, but I, I think it could be a crowning night for her, <laughs> and they could just throw Golden Globes at her left and right here. And it would make one hell of a story. But uh, so I'm going to lean a little bit here, Michelle Pfeiffer, just on uh, we've loved you for 40 years. So we're going to throw a Golden Globe mm, at you. Mm, okay. All right. We're going to go to Best Director, Motion Picture. We got Chloe Zoa, minus 600, David Fincher, Aaron Sorkin, Regina King, and Emerald Fennell. Where are we going, Rita Cinema here? All right, we got three women. It's, you know, like history making and two men. And guess what? One of the men will win. No! <laughs> Here's what I think. I think Chloe's Zhao, Zhao, I'm not sure how you say her name. It is Asian. Um, but uh, I think hands down, she is the most deserving because this nomad land is just um, a, a a pretty amazing movie in terms of the way it's put together. Now it's a slow paced movie and people probably won't like some of it, but it's pretty amazing. The, the direction, I think she deserves this award, but I don't, I don't know. I kind of feel like um, they'll give it to Fincher or Sorkin. Uh, and I'd probably put my mo money on Sorkin. Except that Ooh. sometimes people don't like him politically. It depends. This is one of the categories where it depends on who's been paid off. I, <laughs> I don't think Sorkin will win. Okay. I think that they will say he's too television. And so I think that that will immediately eliminate him. Some parties might agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anybody on this podcast, maybe? <laughs> maybe so. We've had enough of the walk and talk. I think it's between No Man Land and Mank, and I think No Man Land will get it. I, I think they might throw it to No Man Land, but uh, I would not be shocked at all if uh, they hand this to Fincher. Um, 
despite Mank possibly being completely terrible and maybe the worst <laughs> Fincher movie I have seen. But um, a, a feeling hits me that they might go Fincher here. But uh, in this category, I, I think uh, probably Nomadland uh, deserves it uh, more than anything. Well, if the Golden Globes do, doesn't pick one of these women, I think the Oscars will. And I think Chloe mm-hmm. Zhao will win the Oscar. Of course, they haven't even handed out the nominations yet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Well, she won't get nominated. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's a sure bet there. But okay, I get ahead of us. We're we're picking Golden Globes now. So anyway. All right. We'll move on to the supporting category. Best Supporting Actor, Motion Picture Drama. Daniel Kulule, Judas and the Black Messiah, Sasha Baron Cohen, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, Leslie Odom Jr., uh, plus 260, Jared Leto, plus 1800, Bill Murray, plus 1000. Anyone on the Bill Murray train on the rocks here for best supporting motion picture drama? Bill Murray I don't was think fresh. enough people saw it. No, I saw it. On the rocks was wonderful, and Bill Murray was great, but he won't win. No, I don't think so, unfortunately. Go ahead, Rita Cinema. Who's going to win? All right. Well, I think this one's going to be pretty close, too. And this is a pretty hard choice. I think unless they're absolutely crazy, this is another one where I don't know who's paid off whom and whether the Golden Globes will do what the right thing or the popular thing. But they really probably ought to give it to Daniel Kaluuya because he is by far the best. Now, I say that, and yet I think it could be close between him and Leslie Odom Jr., who was also very good in One Night in Miami. And mm-hmm. in terms of my favorite, it, it would probably be Daniel Kaluuya, but I, I think it could be close between him and Odom. But to tell you the truth, I'll be disappointed because probably Cohen will win. And I'll tell you, the, the thing is, while I picked Barat as you know a, a, a winning film, uh, well, you know, I picked it. I don't necessarily <laughs> believe that, but I, I didn't, in the trial of the Chicago seven, I honestly, I knew he'd get the most attention, but I didn't think he was the best one in the film. I thought there were other actors in the film who were not nominated, who, uh, you know, were every bit as good or better than, than uh, uh, Cohen, but we'll see. So I don't, did I make a pick? <laughs> Sorry, yes. yeah. you did. You took all five of them. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Except Leto. You didn't pick Jared Leto. No, no. Leto. Please don't give him. This is another one that please, please don't give him. He you had know, a he, beer belly and a lip. He's been so. made fun of. But honestly, in that film, the little things, he was the only one that showed any kind of, I don't creativity and life into his character, even if it was sort of bad. Yes, I'm glad he drank Budweiser's for a week and walked on set with a lip. That was very impressive. Over to Dr. Sage. Dr. Sage? I think that Kaluuya is going to win that category. You're going with Kaluuya? Yeah, I think he might get screwed over here. uh, Oh, you do? Especially since they did not decide to nominate this movie for anything else, which tells me that they did not like it uh, for some reason. I don't understand at all. But Uh, I do think the sneaky one here is Sasha Baron Cohen. I I think they'll punish him for Borat, (laughs) but then they'll give him the award for the trial of the Chicago 7, which honestly... He was better as Borat than he was in the trial of the Chicago 7. But I think they might hand him the award here for Best Supporting Actor in Trial of the Chicago 7. 
uh, since he's nominated in like five different categories. <laughs> that's true. That's that's very interesting. Uh, you could be right, I think, but I hope you're wrong. <laughs> and also, I don't put it past anyone to put Jared Leto in there because for some reason they just assume his performance was good because he acted weird. Yes, that's true. <laughs> All right, one more for the movies. Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. We got Amanda Safide, minus 115, Glenn Close, plus 330, Helena Zingal, plus 1100, Olivia Coleman, plus 225, and Jodie Foster, plus 1000. A lot of big names in this category. I don't know about performances overall. Where are we going, Rita Cinema? Well, I have to admit right off the top, the three of these actresses I've not even seen in their roles. I have read about them. Uh, so it's kind of hard. I, you know, I have read that Olivia Coleman was quite good in The Father, both she and Anthony Hopkins. But, and I do think she's a, a very good actress too. But uh, hands down, both my favorite and I think the winner will be Amanda Seyfried. She was, uh, this is the best... Really, in an actress that I don't even know if we take very seriously, she came through in this film. She was the best part of Mank. She was the only good part of Mank. Well, the cinematography was good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Dr. Sage, where are you going in Best Supporting Actress? I think that they are going to give it to Glenn Close. Oh, she puts on the dirty makeup and she gets an award. Yeah. Yep, exactly. That happens yeah. all the time. Yeah, I, that would not surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. I don't know. I I, I could see it, but I'm going to ride with Amanda Savide <laughs> here at uh, minus 115. They'll have to throw make some love. And uh, if there was any redeeming quality about this film, it was her performance. Uh, so uh, I think she'll hit it. I don't, I, I think Olivia Coleman might have a slight bit of an underdog chance at plus 225 here. Uh, but I just don't know how the father's going to play amongst that crowd. But uh, I do think Olivia Coleman might be a little bit of a sleeper here. I want to throw out that I think it's a shame that Ellen Burstyn in Pieces of a Woman was not nominated in this category. Mm. She was very good, very good. And I also thought that in Hillbilly Elegy that Amy, Amy Adams was better than Glenn Close in a film that, you know, was kind of a not a great film and got some pretty bad reviews. Um, I thought Amy, Amy, Amy Adams was actually better. I'm always pro Amy Adams. All right, <laughs> we're going to go from the big screen to the small screen. And we're going to start out with best TV series comedy, Schitt's Creek at minus 250, Ted Lasso at plus 150, The Great at plus 1500, The Flight Attendant at plus 1500, and Emily in Paris at plus 1200. Dr. M. Sage, where are you going with best comedy? The only funny show on the list <laughs> is actually Schitt's Creek. Now, Ted so, Lasso. Ted Lasso is funny. <laughs> Ted Lasso is funny. Ted Lasso yeah. is good. Um, the Great is a good show, too. I just don't think many people have watched it. I watched it. And it was good, but not great. <laughs> it was Sorry. good, but it's, yes. not, it's not always comedy. I mean. No, it, it, it's, it, it isn't. So I, I think Schitt's Creek, even though it won a ton of awards before, I think it will also win this award. I mean, I do think it is the best show on the list. 
I don't understand how the flight attendant is a comedy. Well, I, didn't I, I don't either. I I'm viewing it differently question. now. If we look at it as a comedy, I think it becomes a better show. <laughs> well, it becomes a joke. Well, that's pretty much what the show was. No, that show was not a comedy. I think somebody got mixed mm -mm. up here. <laughs> I think because Kaylee Cuoco is in it, they're calling yeah, they it a comedy. And it's not a comedy. Which goes, goes to show you that some of these people making the nominations may not have watched these shows. I don't think they watched it. <clears throat> okay, well, I want to ask. Why the heck wasn't, you know, there, it's, where is like a show like Young Sheldon, which I think is one of the funniest shows on TV. Now, granted, it's a pretty, fairly simple show, but it's as funny as any, most of the ones on this list. I love the show Young Sheldon. That would I be think Network that, TV. It no yeah. longer exists. Network TV yeah. is putting the money into getting the nominations like well, Netflix. That, that's and exactly what Hulu I figured. Are. It, it's a bias now there, yeah. you know, they don't, uh, but it's too bad because that's a pretty darn good show. It actually. is. Um, have I given my picture? Is no. it my turn? Sorry. Yes, you have not. All right. I lost track. I'm sorry. I got <laughs> off there because I, I also want to know where Better Call Saul is, which is the absolute best comedy other than Schitt's Creek. Maybe I think Better Call Saul is a super show and I, I thought, did they not have anything in 2020? I think they had a season. Bob Odenkirk is nominated. How come yes. Better Call Saul is not in this list? And also, a show that I have learned to love on Apple TV Plus is Dickinson, which is a wonderful, creative, quirky show. And it's not in this either. So I'm looking for something other than the flight attendant and Emily in Paris. Although I know everybody was bought off on the Emily in Paris thing. Yes, they were. Uh, we, we all know that. Okay. Um, that's just my little lecture there. Um, my favorite in this group. Is very opinionated. <laughs> my favorite in this group is Ted Lasso. It was, some, oh. it, honestly, I expected nothing from that show and I loved it. And I can't wait for the next season. I thought well, it was. That's because you sit around delightful. and I make you watch soccer all the time. So you know, it, no, no, no. it was delightful. It had wonderful characters in it. And yet, you know, it wasn't silly comedy. You know, you think that's what it's going to be. And instead there's some feeling to it and thought to it and every, I, I liked it a lot, but I think Shit's Creek will win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm leaning Shit's Creek, but uh, people might be tired of it. You know, it's had its peak and now we're, we all recognize that it's a good show now after it was on the air for about five years and nobody even knew what it was. And then all of a sudden it turned into everybody's favorite comedy. But I'm going to ride Ted Lasso here too. I, I think it's a little wow. bit of a plucky underdog. I think it's funny and light and it's actually pretty creative. And uh, so I'm riding Ted Lasso plus 150 here. Uh, the great, the flight attendant in Emily in Paris, I don't think have any chance. Uh, but uh, this category probably is a little crazy. So if you want to throw $5 on those bottom three. Uh, <laughs> well, heck, I'm ready to give it to young Sheldon. So. <laughs> that it wasn't even nominated. New? I think new? that the, I think Ted Lasso, it maybe is a little too new to win. Well, that's why I it think probably needs another year or two and then it will work its way into popularity. I think the Golden Globes didn't give their love to Schitt's Creek yet. So now they will have to. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to the drama side. Best TV series, 
drama. The Crown minus 800, Ozark plus 450, The Mandalorian plus 750, Ratcheted plus 1200, and Lovecraft County plus 1800. Dr. M. Sage, where are you going in the drama category? Well, in the drama category, first off, I have to admit, I did not see Lovecraft County. And Ozark has never been one of my favorite shows. I know a lot of people love that show. I've just never been able to get into it. I don't like it. I think it will go to the crown because it always goes to the crown. Mm. Ratchet. That show is weird, wicked. Uh, And I don't think they'll give it to the Mandalorian. So I think that just by default, it will go to the crown. Rita Cinema, where are you going for the drama? Well, I haven't watched Ratchet or Lovecraft County. So um, the other, among the other three, my favorite is The Mandalorian, but I don't think it will win. I too think The Crown will win. It's just the popular, it's the popular choice. They have no choice but to give it to The Crown, despite it not being good for four years. (laughs) But uh, no, I, last year was the only year I didn't like. All right. The Crown is wonderful (laughs) and amazing. I like the the Queen. I didn't like last season though. I will. No, I didn't. I, I, I didn't think it was as good. I think Ozark next year might have a sneaky chance because I believe it's going to be its last season coming up. So they'll want to tribute it somehow. Uh, I don't know if The Mandalorian is old enough yet. It, it might need another year or two, and then they'll want to throw at something. it something. Uh, my actually favorite of these shows was Lovecraft County. I did watch mm. it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm a little sad uh, the actress didn't get nominated in uh, the drama category for that. Right. But uh, I I noticed the uh, there were a lot of white people nominated in that category. So I, uh, yeah. Lovecraft County might not have made its way uh, to there. Um, but uh, I don't think you have any choice but to bet on the crown here. I'm not even... Uh, assured they are allowed to vote for anything else so um (laughs) the crown's probably the winner how come mrs america didn't get nominated here i thought that was a i'm curious about that too i thought that was a very good show and i'll tell you another show that didn't get any attention here is the show defending jacob which was a very good drama and chris evans was excellent in it anyway Mm. you know where is it they they put uh, Miss America into the miniseries category instead of uh, okay a drama. Oh, category. that's right. Okay. It's, that's it's, right. That yeah, would, it's yeah, not a that renewable. Would be, yeah, that's right. I forgot. All right. Okay. Well, that answers my question yes. because it's a good <laughs> show. All right. Speaking of minis- miniseries category, we're going to best actor in a miniseries or TV movie. We have Ethan Hawke plus one hundred, Hugh Grant plus one fifty. Mark Ruffalo plus 250, Brian Cranston plus 850, and Jeff Daniels plus 1,000. Pretty deep category here. A lot of big names. Uh, Performance-wise, I'm a little sketchy on them, but uh, (laughs) where are we going, Dr. M. Sage? You know, I hate to do this, but I think Hugh Grant is going to win it. It will disappoint me, but I really have this bad feeling. Well, he was very good at staring blankly into the camera, so. <laughs> That's all I can say. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. 
Read Read a cinema. cinema, what do you think? Where are we going for miniseries TV movie? Well, I feel bad because I haven't seen Ethan Hawke, and I know he's a good actor, but I have not seen this, and I haven't even read anything about it, so I don't know where to stand on that one. He's, uh, please don't give it to Hugh Grant, but you're probably right. He'll he'll win it. <laughs> to be honest, I think, and I haven't seen the other two. Uh, this category, you know, I really haven't seen most of these. I, I know Brian Cranston is a good actor, and so is Jeff Daniels, but I haven't yeah. seen either one of them in these roles. But you I have seen- You can pass on the Comey rule. I have seen, I know this yeah. much is true. And I thought Mark, he was by far my favorite. Mark Ruffalo was mm. absolutely, um, really, I think it's the best. He's a good actor. And I've seen, yeah, this is. is the best I've ever seen him. He, uh, however. He played the Hulk. Yes, I know. But this role, was not the Hulk. Hulk. this role was much more demanding in terms of his acting skills. He has to Hulk. turn green in the Hulk. No, somebody turns him green. <laughs> he just has to stand still for all the makeup. <laughs> anyway, um, the show, however, I know this much is true, was a really depressing downer show. I mean, it, it, you just, there's just not a whole lot you can come away from it feeling good about other than his performance. He really, truly deserves it, but probably Hugh Grant will win it. <clears throat> Well, I'm on the same. I don't think Ethan Hawke will actually win this. I, I'm thinking Hugh Grant probably takes this. Um, disturbingly enough, uh, for some reason, some people like this show. They uh, don't know if they were drinking or possibly on acid while watching it. But um, anyway, I, I do like Mark Ruffalo here. I think there's a sneaky chance that Ruffalo might sneak in there because I do think the uh, performance was really good. And uh, I had just watched uh, Your Honor, and uh, I really, really liked that. Uh, Brian Cranston's really, really good in uh, Your Honor. Uh, I think it might have come out a little too late, uh, so I don't know if he would. But uh, I, I, if I had a choice, I'd probably choose between Ruffalo or Cranston here. But uh, I think it's Hugh Grant's award. Sadly. All right. Best Actor, TV Series, Drama. Matthew Ray's Perry Mason, Jason Bateman, Ozark, Joss O'Connor, The Crown, Al Pacino, Hunters, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul. Where are we going here, Dr. M. Sage? You know, I think this is a really tough category. Um, Perry Mason, I have to admit, I did not watch. It was way off my radar screen. You didn't um, miss anything. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. I think um, I think this is going to come down to a race between two. Jason Bateman, because he hasn't won before, and we all know it's going into its last season, Ozark. And Bob Odenkirk, because he is amazing. I'm going to go for the long shot here, and I'm going to go with Odenkirk. Oh, the long shot in Odenkirk. Dr. M. Sage trying to go to the bank with a long shot winner at Best TV Actor <laughs> Walmart Series. Rita Cinema, where are you well, going? You know here? my choice. I love Bob Odenkirk. Not he's only wonderful. That, he, not only that, he's an SIU alum. So he and I are both graduates of SIU and, and <laughs> he's a, uh, anyway. Um, no. Uh, just a moment of clarification for those of you not familiar with Southern Illinois. SIU is Southern Illinois University. Thank you. The Carbondale one, not the Edwardsville one. <laughs> this is the Carbondale one. Um, and actually, there, 
they kind of have a, they have a very good communications department. So they they do graduate a fair number of people who go into TV and you know communications yeah. work and radio and that kind of thing. So um, well, they should probably I, send us some bumper stickers for this love. To be honest, I thought Perry Mason was overhyped and so was Matthew Rise, but I have a feeling he will win it. I wish I could go the long shot. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had an extra hundred dollars, <laughs> I'd win a lot of money. I think you'd need more than a hundred to pay them off to vote Bob Odenkirk. Um, I think, I think, uh, I think Rise will win, but I think Odenkirk is by far the best in this category. And I don't even know how Al Pacino and Josh O'Connor, they were okay, but I saw both of those. They, it just didn't stand out. And I do like Jason Bateman in Ozark, but I don't think he'll win either. Yeah, I I think it's a two-man race between Rays and uh, Bateman. Uh, The Perry Mason was actually really bad. So I don't, they didn't even nominate it for drama. So I don't know how he's a best actor nominee. And then they didn't even put it in the drama category. but I will say you like Odenkirk as a long shot. And mm-hmm. uh, I like the Career Achievement Award long shot here in Al oh, Pacino and Hunters at plus oh. 900. Oh, he way overacted in that thing. He was not that. Um, yeah. That's his skill set now, <laughs> the overacting. And uh, I think a Career Achievement, uh, Golden oh, Globe, you... thrown oh, to him for a I terrible see. TV show that. Uh, so- so far, you've picked, let's see, Glenn Close, Anthony Hopkins, and now Al Pacino. Yeah, you could, when they're I all holding their golden globes. I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> but uh, Bateman, I would think, I, I probably like the most here, but uh, I, I, I have a weird feeling we're going career achievement and uh, for some reason, Al Pacino might somehow draw it, though that TV show is uh, oh, beyond terrible. All right, we're not. moving to best actor, TV series, musical, or comedy. We have Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek, Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, Rami Youssef for Rami, Don Cheadle for Black Monday, and Nicholas Holt for the great Dr. M. Sage. Where are we going, musical comedy? I think you have to go with Eugene Levy. I just think that they're going to give it to him because they haven't given it to him yet. And it's going to be the last time that they get a chance to honor Schitt's Creek. And I think they will. I do think Nicholas Holt is a dark horse. He's very funny in the he grade. He's very good. Yeah. Well, that would be an about a boy reunion. So that's right. Yes. If Hugh Grant wins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's really kind of another oldie, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. Rita Cinema, who do you think is going to win? All right, I think you're right. Eugene Levy will win. Um, To be perfectly honest, I think. uh, Well, first of all, I'd like to put in a plug for Ian Armitage. (laughs) You cannot keep. You think people who are not nominated? Who it I think is one of the greatest way. actors on TV and comedy. <laughs> he may be twelve years old, but let's face it, he's good. Next anyway. year we will start our own know-it-all awards show. <laughs> okay, 
But to tell you that I do think that um, my favorites were Sudeikis in Ted Lasso, and I really like Rami Youssef in Rami. Mm. And to tell you the truth, it's borderline comedy too. It has a very serious yeah. plot to it as well. Um, so I, I guess my outside, I think they'll give it to Lit. I think he, Eugene Livy is probably going to win it, but Sudeikis would be my, you know, maybe if I wanted to pick an outside choice, that would be him. Yeah, I, I, I sort of think Sudeikis, he's not a long, long shot here. He, he's just even money, but uh, I think if they're going to honor Ted Lasso, it'd be more likely they honor it here in uh, the best actor category uh, than, uh, than they would the actual show. They'd probably honor Schitt's Creek. And, uh, you know, Eugene Levy's great in Schitt's Creek, but it's more an ensemble cast. Uh, it really anything, is. Where Ted Lasso... Uh, and Sudeikis really sort of carried that show really, really well. So uh, I'm going to lean Jason Sudeikis here. All right. Could happen. On to the ladies. Best Actress TV Series Drama. Olivia Coleman, The Crown. Emma Corrin, The Crown. Laura Linney, Ozark. Sarah Paulson, Ratcheted. Jodie Comer, Killing Eve. Where are we going here? Well... I think Olivia Coleman will probably win, but I think that Laura Linney is going to be a close, close call on that one. Rita Cinema. Okay, this one's tough because all these actresses are good. Um, mm -hmm. To be honest, I absolutely love Jodie Cormer, and I think she's been <laughs> overlooked. I think she, Definitely. you know, in Killing Eve, she is just dynamite in that role. She scares the hell out of me. Yes, she's amazing. I would not want to be in the same room with her. Anyway, she won't win it though. That would be way outside chance. I I don't know. I want to say Olivia Coleman, but here's where I think they might be tired of giving her awards and they might, <laughs> yeah. just, they might just sneak up and give it to Emma Corrin uh, for, you know, who I... No, oh, I, I hope think, not. I hope not either, but I read a lot of positive stuff of, you know, that the Golden Globes really like her. So I think she might be the outside chance of winning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I she can tilt her head demurely. <laughs> oh gosh. And look miserable. Anyway, they're, you know, they should not pick Corin over Coleman. Olivia Coleman is way better, way, way better the actress, but I think that could. Well, uh, I think your best bet is probably to take one of the crowns or both the crown yes. ladies. Uh, but uh, I think Sarah Paulson has a bit of a chance here. She was really, really good and ratcheted. Uh, I, I thought her <laughs> performance was really, really dark and amazing. It was right in her sort of skill set, uh, being dark and weird. And uh, I, I, the show was not my favorite. Uh, I thought it was okay, but uh, I really thought Sarah Paulson uh, really played uh, Nurse Ratchet really, really well in that show. So uh, there might Can be- Can I throw little... out one thing though? That who's missing here? You know who's missing oh. here in this category? <laughs> who's missing? Sorry, this is what I worked on. <laughs> Ray Seahorn, who was in A Better Call Saul. She, oh. she never gets nominated and she nope. is very deserving. She's a she is super in that show. So I'm sorry Ray Seahorn didn't make it. Right in ballot. Uh, if uh, <laughs> you have money Hollywood to burn. Hollywood Press. <laughs> Notice. We're, we're ready and able to join. 
All right, we're gonna move to best actress in a TV series, musical or comedy. Uh, Catherine O'Hare, uh, Schitt's Creek, <laughs> Kelly Cuco, Flight Attendant, uh, Jane Levy, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, Elle Fanning, The Great, and uh, Lily Collins, Emily in Paris. Uh, I only oh. see one person possible to winning uh, this award, but uh, Dr. M. Sage, do you have someone in mind here? I only see one person who could possibly win this award, and that would be Catherine O'Hara. Rita Cinema, where are you going here? Well, I think Catherine O'Hara will probably win. Um, however, I think if the oh. Golden Globes shows their true personality, they'll probably pick Kaylee Kiyoko. Really? I think they will. I just because she's such a favorite from the Big Bang, you know, theory. She's. I, I don't, don't know. think she I just ever think won for the Big Bang Theory. She never no. got well, nominated. I don't know. I just think <laughs> that was gonna... the big thing. She was never nominated. This was her first nomination. So yes. they're going to give it to her now, and she yes. doesn't deserve it. I do think Catherine. She. I think Catherine O'Hara is more likely. I mean, you know, if you want to pick a favorite, she's more. But to be perfectly honest, my favorite is Elle Fanning, who I thought was wonderful yes. in The Great. I would give she her the award. is fantastic. But I wouldn't I would, put my I money on I would give it to Elle Fanning. <laughs> I would give it to her. Uh, and I'll tell you that Jane Levy, who probably doesn't get a whole lot of attention. I, I haven't seen, a, I've only seen a few of the episodes of uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, but she's a wonderful little actress too and does a yeah, fine a job. She's delightful, actually. I, I think that one's too new to gain any Yeah, she won't that. get it. And probably Elle Fanning won't either, but, um, no. you know. But I'm on the same. Billy Collins paid a lot of money oh. <laughs> to get nominated. So I, I, let's hope that doesn't play into things. I'm resigning from ever doing this show again. <laughs> if Billy Collins. <laughs> Well, I'm on the same wavelength that you. The press has been way too hyped up about Kelly Cuco getting nominated mm -hmm. and being her first nomination. Uh, yeah. How she doesn't get nominated oh. for the Big Bang Theory, but somehow manages a nomination for this, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I, I think at 250, that's a very, very good price. And uh, uh, mm -hmm. I just think the powers are leaning that way for Kelly Cuco to take this award. All right, we're on our last one. Best Actress, Miniseries, TV Movie, Anya Taylor-Joy, The Queen's Gambit, Nicole Kidman, The Undoing, Shara Haas, Unorthodox, Kate Blanchett, Miss America, Daisy Edgar-Jones, Normal People. Dr. M. Sage, where are this we with this This is a good category. One? Yeah, yes. everybody's good. <laughs> this is a tough one. I, I think based on popularity, Anya Taylor-Joy will win this category. I think... Shira Haas gave an amazing performance and I would like to see her win, but my money would probably have to go on, on Taylor Joy. I'm going to have to agree. I think Anya Taylor Joy will win and she deserves it. There's no question. Yeah. She was uh, I mean, she was really truly outstanding and she deserves an award for that show. And it's gotten so much attention that it would be hard to ignore her performance. But Shira Haas is the best actress in this category. Now, Kate Blanchett was wonderful also in Mrs. America. And, but um, I think uh, Shira Haas, I, I was just mesmerized by her performance uh, again, it's not an easy show to watch, but no, it her, 
you can read every single emotion just by, she doesn't have to say a word, just by looking at her face. And um, she certainly deserves this award, but it's hard to say Anya Taylor-Joy doesn't deserve her, uh, an award for her role too. She was- No, she was fantastic. That that was probably my favorite show of the year, The Queen of Gambit. Yep. Unorthodox, maybe a close second though. Um, Yeah. And simply because Shira Haas was just so good. She just carried that- whole show was amazing yeah uh i think this is anya taylor joy pretty easy uh the queen's gambit probably the best uh show on the year so i think this is uh anya taylor joy's uh award pretty easily i put my money on this one and i I look (gasps) for the double up in emma anya taylor joy night uh here (laughs) at the golden globes all right that's our golden globe picks of the week be sure to watch the golden globe sunday night after listening to our podcast that's our show and we're out